1: with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's n-o-o-m.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Welcome to Just a Sip. I am Justin Sylvester, and today I'm bringing back an interview with a good friend of mine. Her name is Claudia Ashri. You guys may know her as, you know, girl with no job, but I know her as Claude, Claudia, Claude's. And I really wanted her to share her personal perspective because I think we can all learn a little bit about taking ownership for your mistakes and also about rushing to a rash cancellation because we always want to cancel people. We're always quick to send that tweet. And sometimes, we never know the full story. Actually, not sometimes. All the time, people don't know the full story. So today, I want to share this story with you guys, and I hope that we all can take something from this. So please welcome my friend, Claudia Ashri. At 24 years old, you're married, you run a successful business, You're on tour. You have one of the most famous IGs in the world. How did that all come to you in less than three years?
0: You know, when you put it like that, thank you. Um, It's it's a lot. It's not less than three years. So I started um, Girl With No Job when I was a freshman in college. That was 2012. Mm -hmm. And I've only really been popular at it for like three or four years, but it's been a grind for a long time. I went to NYU, and everyone at NYU is very Career oriented, you know? And I just yeah. showed up like ready to party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't really like that. I learned very quickly. So I got an internship because everyone I knew was like working, working, working. They had jobs lined up like the first week of school. And I was like, okay. And I went to a really rigorous dual curriculum high school. So I was used to being in school from like 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. It yeah. was long. And then when I got to college, it was like all day, nothing to do. Yeah. And it was fun, but it gets kind of boring. I'm, I'm, I like to be busy. So I got an internship in fashion which you know is just like not my area fashion, of expertise cuz those
1: fashion bitches are oh we can curse scary. here
0: Oh, yeah, you can say whatever you They're want. ruthless. Those bitches, like, they're mean, they're skinny, and it's just, like, all the offices, they, they make it so hot.
1: They're hungry. Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> and I was just, like, chugging along with my McDonald's lunchbox, and I was like, I don't belong here. And I started a blog. Like, everyone, like, having a blog back then was, like, a unique thing. Like, you were a special, like, writer. The only bloggers I knew were, like, Man Repeller. Yeah. And she was, like, super popular. So I was like, yes, I'm Man Repeller. And I started a blog on Tumblr. Um, and it wasn't really a blog. I would say it was more of a diary. Yeah. Where I would just, like, talk about the people who were so mean to me at work. And just, like, the trials and tribulations of being an unpaid intern.
1: Wait, did people know while you were doing this that, that, like, the call was coming from inside the house?
0: Well, so, it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't popular. So, like, it never really became an issue. And I remember one day, my boss was, like, snooping on my Facebook. And this girl that I know, she had written on my Facebook wall at the time. She was like, your blog is so funny. And my boss, her name was Amy. She was like, you have a blog? Oh! And as she's talking, I'm on my laptop deleting my Tumblr. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I have a blog. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh, my God. It was mortifying. And I just stopped. But I liked blogging. And I thought I was, like, cool and trendy while I was doing it. So when I got fired, obviously, like, I was the world's worst intern. I got fired. I was like, I'm going to pick my blog back up again, you know? And the OG blog was called Girl with a Job. And it was just all about, you know, my, my internship. But then I didn't have a job at the time, so I changed it to Girl With No Job. Oh, nice. Just like, I wanted it to be accurate, you yeah. know? And I think the name had, had a lot of, to do with the success, because it's like a weird, it like catches, you're like, Girl With No Job, and people, like old people who meet me are confused by what I do. They're like, you don't have a job? I'm like, yeah.
1: You're like, I have a job. I'm
0: like, yes, I'm very busy.
1: Yes. When did you know that Girl With No Job was something? Like, what was that first, like, mm.
0: Well, I'm shallow and vain, so like when celebrities started following me and I've always been like really invested in pop culture, the first person to follow me, Who? Joe Jonas. No. And like I've always had a special place in my heart for him after that and he was my favorite Jonas brother obviously. Um that was when I was like, "Oh, real people are taking note." And then when I first started getting paid, I was like, "Oh, this is legit."
1: Okay, Joe Jonas was the first. Yes. Who was like the most surprising?
0: Samuel L. Jackson? What? I believe he has since unfollowed me, but he followed me for like four years.
1: Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Yeah. That's when I was like, because then a lot of celebrities started to follow me. And I was like, that's what I was living for. And I was just scrolling through. There used to be a program that could sort your followers by who has the most influence. So like the yeah. celebrities would rise to the top. And I saw Samuel L. Jackson on there. I'm like, that has to be a fake parody account. Because like, I didn't even know Samuel L. Jackson had an Instagram. Right. And I was like, no, it's definitely the real Samuel L. L. Jackson.
1: Did he ever slide in your DMs?
0: Never. And so I know that when I have the opportunity to DM a celebrity, I need to be reasonable. Like, I can't be thirsting it up. They're going to unfollow me if I'm always DMing them. So I wait for the right moment, you know? I never got the moment with Samuel L. Jackson because I never could think of anything, like, cool or funny enough to say to an actual icon. Yeah. Um, but Harry Styles follows me, and you bet my ass, like, I definitely got up in the DMs with him.
1: 100%. Well, I went to
0: his concert, and I just, like, tagged him in an Instagram. I'm like, ah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> We actually met a celebrity on the same weekend. Which one? And I feel like we were both freaking out. Okay, which one? Gwyneth.
0: I mean, I think Cause she, that was like
1: she was on my top three to like run into at yoga. Yeah, yeah. Like I was going to a soul cycle class to hopefully like get a like a smell.
0: Unfortunately, I don't go any places where Gwyneth goes because I don't juice and I don't work out. Like unless I'm seeing her at McDonald's, like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so I was really grateful to get the opportunity because I never thought it was gonna happen to yeah. me, you know. And I think her and I like really connected. And I, maybe I'm just like you know. Living in a fantasy world, and that's very possible. But it was, she really is like, and I feel like I really got to know her. You know what I mean? And you know, people have a lot to say about her. I think people think she's, like, pretentious, the conscious uncoupling, whatever. Um, But just getting to hang out with her and her kids, like, homegirl is legit. She is down to earth as hell.
1: She's the chillest woman. She's such
0: a good mom. I've ever known. She's obsessed with her kids. I was really, like, I'm like, I doubted you. Like, I believed what everyone said about you, and now I'm sitting in front of you, and, like, you're with your kids and and you're now husband, and you're normal. Homegirl, like, she is just cool.
1: Cool as can be. My favorite thing about her is she's stunning. She's so down to earth, but there's a level of class to her that um, like, you know what I mean? Like you could tell she was raised right. by
0: an angel. the, like, yes.
1: you know, like the somebody. Yeah. Like Blythe Deander. She's a lady of the yes. night. I'm obsessed with her. I love her. When you look at other people's Instagram accounts and you, you know, see yours, what's the three things that people have to have to emulate your success? Like, what do you think like a IG has to right. have? Right.
0: I think it has to have good intentions. I know that sounds weird, but it's like there's so many people who, like, kids these days, they say, I want to grow up and become Instagram famous. And the people who found the most success on Instagram are people, or on the internet in general, are people who didn't set out with that intention. It's yeah. like, I didn't, if I thought that my blog was going to become famous in six years, you know, I would have done a few things differently. But nobody has that intention. And then it's just so organic. But people are actively now being like, I want to get followers. I want to get brands. I want to get money. I want people to follow me. I want people to love me, take pictures with me. And that's like they such a. So inauthentic, you know? Yeah. I love when people just like fall into this, but now it's like such a popular thing to do that everyone is setting out, that everyone's quitting their jobs and just creating Instagram accounts.
1: I feel like it's gonna blow up at some point.
0: It has to. Like I
1: feel like it's It's a gonna... bubble. It's like
0: the housing market. Exactly. I think.
1: Are you gonna survive the housing market?
0: Um, I don't have a house, so I'm good. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I rent.
1: What's this tour like? It's legit. Okay, this is my worst fear in life. Everyone's like, you should do stand-up, you should do stand-up. Yes. I have to be honest with you. I feel like going on a comedy tour would be the most terrifying thing in the world.
0: No, you don't understand. I'm so brave. Like, no kidding. I used to watch Comedians in Cars. You ever watch that Netflix yes. show? And Jerry Seinfeld was always talking about comedians like they're firefighters, like they're the bravest, most important people in our nation. And I'm like, Jerry, you're dramatic. But having been a comedian now for over a year, I'm like, we are brave, you know? Yeah. It's really scary. And I have the privilege that most comedians don't have of playing to an audience. Who know me already? Like I, 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 didn't start out on open mics, you know, just doing the grind, which is really hard, but it helps you build the muscle and mm-hmm. build the the self con, like the self esteem to do it.
1: You just ran into the Olympics without any training,
0: exactly. And I'm so grateful for my followers for just showing up. The first few shows, like they were rough. I'm not gonna lie, but it's really it's a muscle, and you have to keep practicing. And you, it's like playing piano or riding a bike, whatever it is, you got to practice. Yeah. Um, and practicing in front of a full house is hard.
1: Especially of people who are normally, you know, extra, you know, extra harsh on IG. Because, you know, people can leave a comment
0: that can throw you off. Coming from the digital space is weird because the people who come to my shows, they're not typical comedy fans. I don't think they frequent their local comedy clubs on the weekends. I can see that. Um, But they're real digital people and people on the internet are sensitive. And they want to feel heard and they don't want to be upset. So comedy is the exact opposite. It's like, we don't give a if you're mad. We think this is funny. And... I'm in a weird position being in the middle. So I try really, my stuff is not crazy. It's not offensive. It's usually about myself. I'm making fun of myself because I can't offend anyone if I'm calling myself the chubby Jew. You but know? it's relatable. Re- well, hopefully. It's That's very relatable.
1: Goal. I've read the reviews. People are obsessed with it because you are you. You're being real. You're being authentic. Is it hard to put yourself out there because you're used to hiding behind yeah. an Instagram handle?
0: No, I love it. Because I feel like sometimes people from the internet don't translate. So it's like they've gotten successful off of hiding behind a keyboard and then it comes in real life and they have a meet and greet and they're awkward and I hear about it all the time. So I'm really conscious of that. I feel like exactly who I am on Instagram is exactly who I am in real life. I feel like I'm even more extra in real life. Yeah. So I want to show people that. I love, like I feel like I've done a good job of creating like an authentic brand that is, like people are like, when does Girl With No Job stop and when does Claudia start? I'm like, no, bitch, we're the same. We are one and the same. I know her. I am her. You are her. Yeah. Who is she? She is me. So I like having the opportunity to just kind of meet people and show them, like, girl with no job, shes it's not a facade. It's not a personality. It's It's who you are. Yeah.
1: Listen, I am fascinated by how quick we as a society want to cancel people.
0: Me too. Cancel culture is a thing.
1: Cancel culture is a big thing. I would know. And I fight it all the time. I do too. And unfortunately for you...
0: I was momentarily canceled. You were
1: momentarily canceled. What was going through your mind the moment you woke up and that was happening?
0: Um, honestly, I don't remember. I really, like, I blacked it out. And it was a really, really dark four days. And it just never ended, you know? It was like article, article, tweet, tweet. And I'm the type of person, when people are talking about me, like, I can't tune it out. I always read my comments. I like to see what people are saying about me, good and bad. But the volume and, and, and the ma- magnitude of it was so big. And I I, I just couldn't stop reading stuff which is the worst thing you can do. Because like hearing people say the most horrible, evil, vile things about you and they feel justified in doing that and the world makes them think it's okay to do it. Um, It was really hard. Like, and I'm not trying to make myself a victim or anything, but like nobody deserves that. Only like Hitler.
1: No, no, we watched it. We watched it here. We watched it go down. And for myself, I always said... You know, I defended you because I felt like you were not in the wrong. And I feel like the cancel culture is so quick and so instantaneous. But was there ever a moment in there where you thought that you were going to give up? Where you were like, oh, this yeah. is not coming back. This is fucked. Like, we're done.
0: I always thought I had really thick skin. And when this whole thing happened, I was like, oh, I don't. And, you know, I don't think that maybe this industry is for me. And, like, I really loved what I did. And I worked so hard at it. And that was so what was so upsetting. But I was just like, you know what? I thought the world was done with me and I was kind of done with the world too. You know, I was really like thinking about just not working here anymore um, because I can't handle it. Like I was broke, like, I was really broken and I'm like, I don't think I could, I don't want this for myself. And if I'm going to have kids, do I want to put them through this? I don't think so.
1: That was your first taste of what a scandal and what the, because we talk about, yeah. I mean, listen, you have morning toast. Yeah. And I'm You'd- always
0: talking and it really made me think it's like, I remember so vividly, there have always been weird rumors about Shakira, that that she had once made this anti-Semitic comment, and in my mind, I was firmly, I'm like, Shakira's anti-Semitic, and I've always just lived my life under that impression. And then I, after this happened, I got a whole new like vision of the world. And it's like what we were saying, like when when I met Gwyneth, it's like I thought I knew her. Yes. And then I obviously knew nothing about her. And then having gone through it personally, it's like people think they know me, and like they, the people who hate me, like they write things about me on Twitter, and I know that in their gut they feel like they're saying the right thing, yeah. And they're doing the right thing, and they're like fighting evil because I'm this evil person who has a shrine to the KKK in their house. That's literally what people think about me. It's so crazy. So, but in they, a meth lab. But they in a meth lab. But they feel justified in doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of understand because like I used to feel that way. And I don't think people who are out here canceling other people realize, like, you think if someone's, like, famous or whatever or rich, like, they don't have feelings. Yeah. And that's so not the case. Like, I feel like I'm so sensitive.
1: And what was your love affair with the media before? Because I feel like, you know, I worked for Kyle Richards for Mm -hmm. 10 years of my life. And, you know, the first season that we were together... It was funny to see what the media would take and spin. Of course. And I didn't realize it because, you know, you read, you know, these magazines and these tabloids and and you're like, you believe it. Was it crazy to you how insane some of the spin was?
0: I mean, what's so crazy is that half the people who were writing about me, that was the first time they ever wrote about me. I'm like, bitch, where was all this press when I was doing cool things? You know, like nobody cared until I made a mistake. And it's like everyone, it's just like, it was, it was really like a surreal, horrifying nightmare.
1: Yeah. When you were going through this, I want to put this the right way because I feel like in Hollywood, you have Hollywood friends Mm -hmm. and then you have friend friends. And you don't realize who your Hollywood friends are and who your real friends are until you go through something. Yes. What was it like figuring out who those people were for you?
0: We were were having dinner last night and we were just talking about this and- It's like, it's almost like, you know, when someone, you know, they like lose someone, you send them a text message and they don't really answer. But in like six months later, they'll always remember that you sent them that text message. And it's the same way. And it's like, you know, I can totally own up to the fact that like I've made mistakes and I'm more than happy to apologize repeatedly for it. And it's like, I made a bad joke and it was really off color and I'm owning it. And there's a lesson to be learned here. Um, But when it comes to people in the industry, everyone wants something from you. Yeah. And I knew that, and I've always been really good about not making like real friendships with people who I just don't have a good feeling about. Yeah, and I didn't find really that so many people were were like distancing themselves from me because I never let them in. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know I watch a lot of Kardashians. Like this industry is f- and this town is, f-, and I never wanted to be the person who got like Jordan Woods. To, like Jordan Woods has nobody. She got cut off. She got cut off, and she didn't have any real friends to stick by her except for Jada.
1: For sure. But if you slept with my baby daddy, no, you would, could cancel me. You could cancel off. me
0: too. Oh no, I would cut a bitch <laughs> off. Cancel you.
1: We wouldn't need medical treatment if that Fair. happened. And by the way, I think again, we were all 21 at some point. We all had young hoe minds. But, cha- totally, but it
0: changed totally, but it changes your perspective. Like when everyone was going for Jordan Woods, I, at first I was like, yeah, and I was like posting memes because it was like a crazy pop culture moment. Then a day later, I was like, you know what? Like, I deleted my memes. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like it's it's evil. The internet has descended upon. Jordan Woods and they choose someone to do it with and I don't wanna be a part of it, yeah. you know? And it, it really changes your perspective on like how I really wanna live like a much more positive life and I'm putting a lot of stuff out onto the internet and I don't wanna be a part of cancel culture. And I For feel sure. like maybe I did contribute to it because everyone else is doing it. And when you think what's popular isn't always right and what's right isn't always popular. For
1: sure. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact now when you're a celebrity and you're going through some i always say you just have to wait for the next celebrity oh, to some up.
0: of course who
1: some that right after you.
0: Nobody. The news no. never picked that no. up. I was waiting. I was like, please, a hurricane, something, <laughs> nothing. Every day. It was so crazy because I think everyone thinks of it like that. The news cycle is 24, 24- like everything, nothing. We were waiting. Uh, bitch, I was like, I was about to go and do something wild just so they would talk about something else. <laughs> You're like, Lindsay Lohan, can you just... Yes, no, I was gonna call some of the Vanderpump Rules kids. I'm like, you guys, I really need you to do me a favor.
1: (laughs) I need you to do me a salad. Yeah,
0: one of you get engaged, something. I need a salad. Yeah.
1: When did you realize that the tide was turning?
0: I mean, I'm just- Because for you,
1: I will say this. Your fans supported you throughout this whole thing. Big time. People stuck with you. People will ride or die for you. How does it feel to know that you have those people in your corner, that you touched them enough? I mean,
0: I love them so much. I want to give them every dollar I make. Like, not actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I mean... All of this is nothing without people to watch the show, to buy the tickets, and I feel like what happened with with my story is kind of relatable. Like we, the people who follow me, are similar age to me, so we all kind of grew up and in high school times, like Facebook and Twitter were popping off. And, yeah. and it's an important lesson to be learned. Like you can say something or write something, and then ten years later see it and feel horrified by it. And HR might call you and be like, "We got to talk to you about this thing. Yo. It's a real issue." And I feel like I'm weirdly became like the spokesperson for it and I'm more than happy to do that because it's an important lesson to be learned like what you say has implication and you don't realize how much influence you have until something bad happens
1: you're absolutely right you know the first day I started working here they were like yo we need you to delete like four of these tweets
0: And I was like, what did I
1: do? What did I say? You don't even
0: remember writing it. I don't have no recollection. I was a different person. A different person. I was in this like bubble. I went to college and met like new people who weren't like just Jewish kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your life changes so much in five or 10 years that I don't even remember that person.
1: Yeah. You know? And by the way, mine weren't that terrible. They were shirtless photos on the beach. But I was like getting real thirsty. They were like, "This is too thirsty." I'm like, "What am I supposed to be in a burka on the beach? Like, I'm living (laughs) on a boat for four weeks. Like, what do you want me to do? You,
0: you, that is uncool. I'm doing me, boo. And if you see some
1: butt crack, it is cool. It's meant to be.
0: It's meant to be. I agree.
1: And if you're following me, you know it's gonna be a little thirsty. You're expecting
0: the butt crack. Come on. Yes. We're not
1: following Kim to not see no nipple. (laughs)
0: Duh.
1: Um. Speaking of. This cancer Speaking culture.
0: Speaking of nipples. Speaking
1: of nipples and cancel culture, mm-hmm. I would like to go through a list of people who are on the brink of being canceled. Mm-hmm. And I want to know from you, do you think they should be canceled? And Not if they should be canceled. Can they come back from what they're going yeah, through? Yeah,
0: because I feel like cancel culture is terrible. But there are definitely people, Are Kelly... Who need to be canceled. Canceled. But we've sort of just started lumping people together. Like people who, like Kevin Hart is not a murderer. He made a bad joke. Yes. A very bad joke. and
1: But he handled it poorly.
0: Of course. But I don't loop him in the same basket as Louis C.K. who was showing his dick to girls. Like, you know what I mean? We've just kind of lumped people who we don't like into the same basket. But like doing something and saying something are two very different things.
1: I totally agree with you. I really do. Breaking
0: the law is one thing. Making a bad joke is a whole other thing.
1: First person up for cancellation, the Justice show.
0: <laughs> Peace, bitch. Cancelled. You broke the law.
1: You think it's done?
0: I mean, I know technically the law says he done, didn't do anything. My, it's my personal belief that like he was definitely involved, and it's really unethical. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he will be cancelled, but I think he probably should be.
1: Do you think he can come back from this?
0: <laughs> no, it's really bad. Like, <laughs> like, it's so bad. There's not one person. I feel like nobody in the world knew who Jesse Smollett was before and now everyone knows who he is in a really negative way.
1: It's so hard to shake. I don't watch Empire, it, so I
0: don't know who I didn't know who he was. Now I know everything about him in a really negative way.
1: Which is a shame. I feel like it's so hard to shake. Like if so even if you get found not guilty in the court law right. a court of law, or if you, the dro- charges get dropped. It's the
0: court of public opinion that matters more. court of more. public
1: opinion. I'd rather
0: go to jail and have everyone think I'm innocent than get off and have everyone think I'm guilty.
1: Bitch, I will do my time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd be really popular in jail. Right.
1: Oh! <laughs> I, bro, I watched too much Oz growing I up. I watched
0: too much Orange is the New Black. <laughs> so I would show up at jail being like, is Chris Maloney in here? <laughs> <it?" laughs> oh, yeah, is Olivia Benson coming in for questioning? Can I sell with Jake? Yeah, is iced tea available the to me? The cute little white global? guy over here. <laughs> uh, <Yeah.
1: laughs> I'd be in the Aryan Brotherhood in two seconds. Oh, God. Like, I would, they like, would literally, love I'd be their publicist. You. They I'd be would like, love listen, you. I need y'all to protect me. I'm going to be your publicist. Yeah, I would
0: very quickly, like, climb the food chain and become, like, head bitch in charge.
1: 100%. And have, like,
0: a bunch of, like, But you'd bitches. have to, like,
1: sleep with, like, Big Bertha.
0: Yeah, you know, and I really love my husband. So, like, that's where I kind of, like, would struggle.
1: This one's kind of hard for me. Okay. Wendy Williams, who. No. Listen, Wendy Williams is one of my idols. Me too. I, I love her. I love her to death. Some people feel like if she's not honest with her fans about what's really going on, people think that she's a hypocrite right now because she comes down on everybody to be honest Mm -hmm. and be truthful, yet she's not doing the same thing. Do you think people will cancel Wendy?
0: No, I, I mean, I didn't even know people were talking about canceling Wendy, and I happen to love her, and I think she's incredibly brave, and she's very honest. Like, when she opened up about her living in a sober living facility, I was shocked. Like, and there was definitely some weird things going on when she left the show for so many months, and I thought she wouldn't address it, and I thought people would let her slide. Um, now, she's not being truthful about what's going on in her marriage, but I have, I have a unique opinion that just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean we are entitled to know 100% about you. If she wants to keep one part of her life personal, she's really bleeding out for the show, showing her sober living. She's back, she, uh, what's the word, relapsed. She is very honest. If she's choosing to keep this one thing private, you know, as a fan, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't feel entitled to know everything about Wendy Williams. Okay,
1: but this is where we differ. Because I love Wendy too. She is my ride or die. I will say, when I ask people to come on Just a Sip, I'm ready to answer the questions that I ask. That you
0: would ask, So if
1: I'm going to ask you how many times you and your husband get it on... A lot, yeah. I will let you know that me and my man, who I don't have, (laughs) will be getting it on (laughs) a lot. Eventually. Eventually, a lot. And I feel like for Wendy Williams, you know, people expect her to be open and honest because she expects the same from people, so that might hurt her a little bit. The other thing with Wendy is... I feel like the only reason why we found out about the sober living situation was because someone else was going to out her. Oh,
0: that's sad.
1: And I will say this. Again, I don't need to know where you are in your journey because Mm -hmm. maybe you're not ready to open up to people about it. And maybe
0: opening up is not good for your sobriety, which honestly looks like it might not have been.
1: Exactly. I don't think she was at the point where she was ready to share that story. I think that story was going to be shared at some point by her, but she was not ready. Mm -hmm. Because when she said the statement... It looked like she was not being forced, but she had her hand, somebody's hand was on her. That's
0: actually a great call because it kind of came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. She had already been back on the air for a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great call. I
1: think somebody just saw her. I just don't think
0: she deserves to be canceled. She didn't do anything wrong. Me
1: either. I don't think she should be canceled. I think the
0: only people who deserve to be canceled are people who broke the law or did something completely unethical or immoral. And I'm sorry, keeping your husband's affairs yeah. private is a very reasonable thing to do.
1: For sure. I know a lot of
0: white people. Who keep... uh, bitch, me too.
1: Um, Olivia Jade.
0: Uh, no. She didn't do anything. You know? Her parents are blood on their hands and did something illegal. But she's just a kid. I don't think.
1: But why can't normal people The world that? is
0: divided, yeah. Well, because I think this really triggered, this entire thing triggered a lot of people on celebrities and privilege, thinking that they're better than everyone and cutting the line. But at the same time, we let them think that. We give them spe- – like, we make them into these huge stars, and then we get mad when they do things that normal stars do. Yeah. And when I heard the story, I was like, I already knew that, you know? Yeah. It was just my understanding that people were paying to get into college. I didn't know there was an illegal way of doing it, and if I was Lori Laughlin, I would have just went the legal way, because there are legal ways of doing it, Dr. Dre. But, um, no, I mean, I think Al- Olivia is a nice girl. Yeah. I've met her many times. She's so sweet. I think if she knew she was breaking the law, like she wouldn't have done it. But her mom was probably just like, take this picture and you do what your parents tell you when you're in high school. Okay. She's living under her mom's roof. Her mom says, fill this out. Okay. She probably just thought, like, I'm famous. My mom's famous. I do this special thing to get into college. I don't think, I think if any of them knew they were breaking the law,
1: they wouldn't have, they done, wouldn't
0: it. have done it. But it's a little shady with the whole tax thing, but...
1: My favorite thing is that Dr. Dre forgot that he donated $70 million to...
0: Goals. ...USC. It's
1: like... Goals. I want to be that rich. Yes. Where you misplaced $70 million. 35
0: He split it with that other guy. $35, but 35 I million. Wish, dollars. I just wish I had so many philanthropic ventures that I forgot about one of them.
1: Right? That's the goal. And by the way, I just want to let you know, Dr. Dre, if I were you and I gave $35 million to USC and my daughter didn't get in, I would pick up every motherfucking cousin I had in the world. I'd pick up all my girlfriends, and we would break that building down brick yes. by brick. Oh, I would be there working I mean, harder than hard.
0: That story was just so dumb. And Dr. Dre is like, he's a smart guy. You know, he's very successful. And that was just an incredibly dumb thing to do and say and post. It was crazy. It was crazy.
1: And by the way, I stand by this. There were no black people involved in the college camp because- a- Essentially, Dr. Dre did something legal. Legal, Yes.
0: Which is so stupid. That's why the whole thing is so frustrating because it could have been so easily avoided
1: if If you you just just did
0: it the legal way. Exactly. Jordan Woods. No. I mean, I think Kylie should cancel her, but I don't think the world should, you know? Exactly. She didn't do anything illegal. She just made a mistake a drunk mistake which might I add is so sad because how many drunk nights have you had where you maybe yelled at someone or kissed someone or did something bad and imagine if the entire world was watching
1: you being so nice about that and like kiss someone or yelled at someone bitch I was reading people to filth, and I was doing the grown-up
0: well maybe you deserve to be canceled that's what we call it
1: (laughs) (laughs) when I was living my best life waking up in you know you know, friends' houses and being 23. You were Those getting were married. Oh, yeah. You got married at 23. Yes,
0: I got engaged when I was 21 and married when I was 23.
1: People say that's
0: too young. Do they? F- them. You knew. Yeah, I mean, me and Ben, by the time we got married, we were together for like five years already. And I just didn't want to wait. I mean, like we both knew. What's with the song and dance? Is he going to do it? Do it. Just do it. I have a career to build. I got. I got things to do.
1: Yeah. You're not looking for fresh D.
0: No, I love the D.
1: You love the D. I love B's D. But wait, what happens when you're on tour? Because listen, you've been on this sold out tour. You're busy. Is there like some FaceTime nipple? Is there like a sexy moment? Bitch,
0: in this day and age, you can't do like that. I've actually never in my life sent a nude photo, like even to my husband, like, because it's so dangerous. Wait, you can't even trust your husband? No, it's not that, it's the cloud. (laughs) The Tim Cook. I don't need see my nipples. Are you crazy? I don't f*** with a cloud like that. I'm about to turn my cloud off and start doing only green text messages.
1: I, I don't That's blame you. That's what real celebrities do. I don't blame you. I would send a pigeon.
0: Yes, very Game of Thrones of I you. I would
1: send a pigeon to like what's a, a courier. A courier. I was in a courier
0: with like a nude sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: But would you make it proportionate, or would you like make you like? Bitch, I would make I'm myself like myself. I'm face
0: shooting myself in the sketch. I'm like bring my wa- my waist in a little, cut the cellulite, <laughs> perk up the tits.
1: Are you ever going to have kids?
0: Of course. But do
1: you feel like, let me ask you this, because I feel like with success, people kind of sort of push a date back I and know. they push a day back and they push a day back. Before you had this huge moment, when did you want to have kids as compared to now?
0: So funny. I was sitting on the couch and I was talking to someone. And I've always said I want to have kids at 25. And I'm talking to someone and he's like, do you want to have kids? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, when? And I'm like, when I'm 25. And he goes, aren't you turning 25 in two months? And I was like, oh, Never mind. Now I'm like 27. <laughs> yeah. I just, it does change your life and it changes your priorities and I don't think I'm done yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it sucks that like the world is like, it doesn't think a woman could be a CEO and a mom, but it's hard and I feel like my priorities are going to change. I'm just going to, I mean, I already have a dog and I have the hardest time leaving my dog on tour. So I can only imagine that's going to be heightened a little bit with a child.
1: Yeah. Listen, going through what you went through, coming out of it be- bigger and better, What would you say to somebody who is in your similar shoes like Olivia Jade?
0: Handle it right, you know, because I totally own the fact that I f***ed up and that people were really hurt by things that I said. And I'll always apologize because what I do, my point on this earth is to make people laugh. So if something I said ever upset you, like, I'm never going to stop apologizing for that because that's literally the antithesis of why I get out of bed, you know? So owning your f*** up, moving forward in a positive way, like using – that I realized then and there, like, how many people listen to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I was shouting into a void until you do something bad and everyone who's ever heard of your name speaks ill of you. Yeah. So I really realized how big and, and influential my platform was. And now I want to move forward in, like, a really positive way and, like, do good things with it and, like, highlight good causes and just, like, not be a piece of which yeah. I think I was being before, yeah. and it sucks that it took such a public price. You know, I paid like a really public price, but also a really private one that I kind of just like took really seriously. Yeah. You know, I'm like, if I'm gonna come back, I don't want to be like another washed up, f- up bad tweets moment. Like, I want to do it in an impactful way and really um, just come back stronger.
1: Yeah, no, yeah? that's amazing. Was there one thing that someone tried to like? Like, was there such a nasty tweet that just made you? F- laugh because one time somebody was like you wayne brady mother f-ing broke ass wannabe i f-ing hope you slip fall and Ooh! chip your veneer and i literally do you have veneers i saw that no i don't have veneers which is the best part it's, like, a compliment. A, it's a compliment thank you that yeah. you think i have veneers and second thank you that you think i'm wayne brady because wayne brady's rich yeah um <laughs> thank you but it made me laugh so hard and it was that moment where i was like This this, isn't real. This isn't real. Yeah. Like, this nastiness is not real. Was there one tweet that, like, literally... Of course. Oh,
0: man, I'll never forget the first mean comment I ever got. And that's when I realized I had a really thin skin and I needed to, like, get my together if I really wanted to work in this industry. Some girl left a comment and she said, You are single-handedly setting back feminism two entire decades because all you do is lay at home and play with your chihuahua's penis. (laughs) And keep in mind, I didn't even have a dog at the time. (laughs) And I thought it was really hurtful that she didn't even know enough about me to like know that I didn't have a dog. And I was like, oh my God, am I setting back feminism? Like, I was like, bitch, I was so mad. I found her IP address. I was gonna go to her f-ing house in Texas. I was like, I really went nuts. And my sisters were like, Claudia, calm the f- down. I like locked myself in my room and I cried and I cried. I'm like, I'm gonna find her and go to her house.
1: Wait, you look for a bitch's IP address?
0: Yeah, of course. On WordPress, you can find anything.
1: I'm gonna need you to stay here because I have a few IP addresses yes. I need you to f- <laughs> fine okay you
0: got it okay i to start a business looking up trolls ip addresses and giving them like a like a pi like giving you a file here's the person who wrote a mean comment about you here's a picture where they live where they go to school their dog their family enjoy
1: that's the new theranos
0: yes yes jennifer will Lawrence you invest? would play
1: you i would if you were doing that for all the stalkers that i personally know we could make my investment back in three months who do you think would play me in a movie snooki no no you know who would play you in a movie now that you snatched. Okay. Now that you're snatched. Oh, wow. This
0: better be compliment because people always say it's going to be Ricky Lake.
1: No, no. The problem is, she's okay. I'm going to say somebody. And you have
0: to preface it like no, no, it's no, no, not no. good. No,
1: no. This is what I'm going to say because when I saw this woman, I was like, I literally, I'm a, I know I'm a gay man. Like I've known that since I was three years old. I knew that I was a gay man before I knew how to spell my last name. I just will point, put that out there. So
0: that's just a hard name to spell. Hard
1: name to spell. My mother really. <laughs> so I will say this. When I met this woman, I was like, you are the most feminine, softest woman ever. You're beautiful. I don't know why I feel this way about you, but I just want to touch you. She's a little bit older, but you guys have the same soft face. And when you meet her, you will be like, there's, she would have to be in character because she's so nice. Okay. Jennifer Goodwin.
0: Wow. Wow. I love that bitch. Wow, Bethany. Wow. I love that bitch. No, I don't like it. I'm thinking more of like a Megan Fox. And then when I grow up, like maybe like an Angelina Jolie, you look, know? Look. Go to sleep. Go, Go to, to sleep. sleep. Take a nap. <laughs> Calm
1: down. Who would play me in a movie? Who would play me in your movie?
0: Oh, okay, okay. As like my just, my thirst monster friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking maybe like a Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Yeah. Every Housewife episode. No, goes. honestly, I would say like, let me think.
1: Oh, did you just say Michael B. Jordan? Thank
0: you so much. Oh, oh my actually, gosh. That's, that's a wrap. good. That's good. I like that. Yes, I'll take it. I'll, I mean, I'll spend some time with no, Michael no, B. Jordan if you Tell want me to. No, no, Michael B. Jordan's good. Or like Chadwick Boseman. That's much yeah. better. Yes. Yeah. And he's hot too.
1: I got a second from the audience. Yes. Who would you hook me up with? What oh, gay celebrity who's like married or single?
0: Like gay in the closet or gay, like real gay? What? Whatever you want to say. Okay. That I would hook you up with? Yes. What's well, your vibe? Like you like an older businessman? I like. A younger it. actor? Listen,
1: I like a man with Oh, a I got
0: it. Matt Bomer. Yeah. Matt Bomer is in my top five. He's so hot. He's in my top five, too. I can't believe he's gay. It's like the most devastating thing I've ever heard.
1: Have you ever seen him seen him in person? No,
0: of course not. I feel like Andy Chisel Cohen would like it, though. Chisel jaw. I like Andy Cohen for you, too. I
1: like Andy Cohen. I think it would be good for your too. career. It would be good for my career. Andy Cohen and I would be a really good power couple, mm-hmm. but I think Andy Cohen. Are you ready to be a dad? Of course, okay, a stepdad for sure. <laughs> of course, and that baby is goddamn cute, very cute. But I would need my bridal shower to mimic that baby shower because yes, housewives
0: everywhere. If
1: little Benny Cohen got a better shower than me, yeah, it would. We would be in the parent trap.
0: No, that would mean you're just not a priority in Andy's life, and like that's upsetting.
1: If every housewife did not show up at that goddamn bridal shower... Yeah, that was
0: lit as hell again. Like, we pissed. weren't
1: there. I'd be pissed. I literally... I'm not even joking. This is true, tea. I have a text message to Kyle Richards that's like, I've taken screenshots of every photo, every marcel, every flower, every inch of that baby shower. And bitch, if mine didn't come in $100 more than his, I will be pissed. I thought
0: you were going to say, I've screenshotted every mean thing you ever said to me, and I'm going to sell to the press unless you would bite me. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say.
1: No, I'm making sure that my baby shower is better on par, if not better.
0: You can do it at the Palm? I'm
1: going to do it at Kyle's house. You see, yes. Bruce Bozzi, you know... I'm going to do it at the Manch.
0: Okay, at the Chateau.
1: At the Chateau. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I had such a good time. I didn't even have
0: a sip yet. Honey, you better take it.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You guys follow me at the Sitter, And to see this video of this podcast, head over to the E! News YouTube channel and click on Just The Sip.